Welcome to Watching Watchmen, a Lost Boys podcast with me, Jack, and me, Jacob. Hello, welcome to Watching Watchmen. I'm Jacob. I'm Jack. Yeah, I was about to introduce you, mate, but you jumped me, you beat me to it. And we're collectively known as the Lost Boys. The Lost Boys. What What are the Lost Boys? Someone's just tuned in for the first time. They don't know what the Lost Boys is. All, all they think the Lost Boys is is a film. What You tell them what the Lost Boys actually is. Then they're wrong, because the Lost Boys is actually a podcast with Jack and Jacob, in which Jack and Jacob watch the TV show Lost, me for the first time and Jacob for the eighth time. Correct. Couldn't have put it better myself. Why are we here, though, Jacob? Because we're watching Watchmen. Are we? <laughs> we are watching Watchmen. And we've watched episode four of Watchmen, haven't we? Episode four. Episode What's it four. It's called, If You Don't Like My Story, Write Your Own. And what did Google tell you about well, that? Well, it's a quote by a Nigerian novelist called Chinua Achibi, and a very successful one. He wrote Things Fall Apart, which I've heard of, but not read. Have you? I have not. No, not surprised there, Jack. You don't really read books, do you? No, I don't. I just watch TV. <laughs> Things fall apart. Yeah. Things yeah. are certainly falling apart in the world of You Watchmen. could say they are. So th- this episode, Jack, is episode four. Not really quite sure what we just watched. I believe we watched episode four of Watchmen. But uh, did you like it? I did. Good. I did. I did. I very much liked it. it I mean, good. it's it's crazy. It's been all over the place. This is the first episode we've actually watched together. Yeah, we did watch it together. Which is which is always a uh, always a pleasure. And it's the first episode that I've only watched once before doing the podcast. Oh, I know. I've watched each other once twice. I will watch it again, but we, you know. We've got busy schedules, Jack. So when we're together, we got to just strike while the iron's hot. Got to strike while the iron's hot. We have got a lot of notes, though, and we have watched quite a few scenes. Yeah, we've rewatched a few scenes. Together. Um, there's a lot of standout scenes here, um, one of which is the opening. Uh, the opening's always a standout with this show. Always. Uh, I've got to say, this is the first episode that I can imagine a casual viewer, aka my mum, who I've convinced to watch this show, who after the past two episodes has gone, well, the first two, she's not seen three yet, just text me going what is going on uh, i think this is the first one that might like test her patience a little bit yeah because it really is like what's going on yeah in a good way so uh sorry all i have in my head now <laughs> is lube man is who lube man oh lube man let's hear it for lube man <laughs> <laughs> we'll get on to him you know I they go like slippery ill which is a slippery lube man <laughs> slippery let's lube change man. it lady true who last week i predicted was going to be a big player soon because we saw the word true in the uh, Dr. Manhattan phone box. And we knew someone had been cast as Lady True. Yeah, it's Hong Chow from uh, Downsizing, uh, who makes her presence very felt here. Very felt. Got another strong female character alongside Laurie and Angela. One who's going to obviously factor into the show in a big way and pretty, dare I say, detrimental way in terms of the effect she's going to have on the other characters. Well, we don't know that. Well, I don't know. I just don't think she's very. She's a force for good. You don't think she's a force for good? Absolutely not. She. I think she's trying to do a flipping Adrian Vate. I think she is the Adrian Vate of this show. Yeah. Other and than Adrian Vate. What do we mean by that? Well, in the comic books, Adrian Vate is to normal people. He seems like the hero, the superhero. But actually, he's the man who ended up killing three million other people mm. to save the world. Mm-hmm. To be kind of fair to him, but in a horrible way. He's the anti-villain and she seems like the anti-villain of the show mm-hmm. who's also working with Will Reeves. I mean, Will Reeves makes a grand return here and he's obviously got no wheelchair because we see Angela Abar dismantle it to get rid of the evidence that she was with him but he doesn't need one because he's walking. 
He's walking all along. A bit like uh, another paraplegic who can suddenly walk. Oh, you're thinking of our boy Locke. Thinking of our boy Locke. And if you haven't watched Lost, that is a spoiler. But do you know what? It <laughs> happens early on, so there's plenty more to come for you. That's like episode four. It is episode four. Well done. And this is... Episode four! <laughs> number watch! This is just too much That's a me. double number watch right it's there. a double number watch. The good thing about watching it just once is you come out with, with little observations like that, and I, it's a genuine surprise to me. We haven't overthought <laughs> anything. So the episode begins an indeterminate amount of time before the show is taking place, um, because we see... Well, we see a, a bit of a love story blooming and the, um, the catalyst for that love story is eggs. They're like the lovely, happily married couple in America. Who make fresh eggs. Trying to get, just trying to get by by selling eggs. In their huge home that they got left to them. With 40 acres of land. But they're unable to have a child, so it's not all... No, it's not all, it's not all fun and games for them. Um, but Lady True shows up one evening, well, in the middle of the night. Like mother, like a stork. Yeah, doesn't she? she just arrives of... and she says, boom, look, here's an egg timer. We've got three minutes to discuss this, but I want your house. I want it now. Here's I want your land. And I have literally got you a baby and it's biologically <laughs> yours. Boom. She's a trillionaire, we find out, don't we? Yeah. And she's a bit of a, bit of a, I don't want to say Willy Wonka <laughs> of the town. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Willy Wonka was kind of like this guy that everyone was like, he's up there somewhere, but we never see him. Yeah. She's a bit like that, isn't she? It's a good analogy. I do like that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. She's Gene Wilder she's coming Gene... down. Just... <laughs> she's Gene Wilder. But not with a song or a chocolate bar. No, with a baby. But with your baby. And her daughter, right? We see it's, That is her daughter, who we, we later learn is her daughter. I've got some theories about that. So do I. Oh, we can... Fun. Um, so they're like, she's like, you got 30 seconds. What would happen in 30... She's three she, minutes. They got three minutes. But then she, but then she says, you got 30 seconds to decide. And then she signs the contract, the woman. So they take the baby. But she says, she jokes, if, if you don't choose, you, well, I'll destroy your baby, which we actually see someone else kind of destroy a baby later on. Well, a we few do. babies, which is funny. We'll get on well, to Well, it's that. not, it's actually not funny, but it's funny that we, yeah, anyway. But what do you reckon would have happened? I think she just would have murdered them. I've got, I had a feeling it was going to resort in bloodshed as there was, well. There was going to be something crazy. I mean, mm. I don't think she ever planned for that not to happen mm. because she puts the timer down at a very specific time mm. and she knows it's three minutes because in exactly three minutes time, suddenly something falls out of the sky. Yes. And she knows that's what she wanted this whole time. Yeah. And the whole scene is planned out. She knows exactly what she wants. Mm. And she gets it. She gets it. And we see, like, obviously, she wanted that spot because, well, we don't really know why she wanted that spot in particular. I mean, she she wanted the spot for the thing that falls out of the sky. For the thing that falls out of the sky, sure, but we don't... But We don't know what that is. We don't know what that is. Is that what you... Yeah, yeah, yeah no we don't idea. know what that is. And she obviously goes on to build the Millennium Clock on that spot. Yeah. Uh, which got pointed out last week by Laurie and PD. Sorry to PD. We... We called him Percy. Last we called him Percy, and his name is Petey. I think we just called him Peter Percy anyway. Yeah, I like Percy. Yeah, Percy. We'll okay. stick to Percy. Percy and Laurie pointed out uh, last week, and we weren't really sure what that was. And you mentioned it might have been a Doomsday Clock, and the Doomsday Clock from the Watchmen universe. And I think we might have another Doomsday Clock on our hands here. Yeah. <laughs> Tickety tock. You know what? It's really funny because Damon has never said this is quite like a sequel. But he's called it a remix. Mm. And it does feel like they're kind of telling a very similar story mm. to the first Watchmen, just with different characters in place. You know, mm. like we've already spoken about 
Lady True being like an Aussie type character. Mm -hmm. And now you've got the Millennium Clock instead of the Doomsday Clock. It's like events are repeating themselves. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Which, yeah, I don't want to go to... I can't really mention Lost because I'd be talking about something you don't know in the show. But I think these are themes prevalent to Lost and Leftovers, which are Damon's two previous TV shows. Just, we make the same old mistakes... Just happens again and again and again and again and again. It's also kind of, I mean, the big theme of this episode that Lady True mentioned in the first part is legacy. Yeah, and Regina King mentioned in our interview as well. She mentioned in our interview legacy. Yeah, and Damon's always kind of been about families and passing things down, and that we make the faults of our parents. Yeah, and so we repeat what they did wrong. Absolutely. And here, it's kind of like making the same mistakes that the people we saw behind us made. I mean, even in Watchmen, you had the Minutemen first mm. and then the Crime Busters. Mm-hmm. And now you've got the, I guess, just the mass police force. Yeah. You know, everyone's repeating the same mistakes and doing the, doing things again. So, and now you've got Lady True who's a trillionaire, incredibly intelligent person who's obviously got some weird shit going on that we kind of get hinted more towards the end. Yeah. And she's, yeah, she's copying what another mad billionaire very clever person did and she's got she's she's got a, like a shrine to him in her building yes which uh, Laurie and Angela both go to later on for reasons that we'll get to but he's old and looks like Jeremy Irons he doesn't look like the young Adrian Vape from the comics no and I, I think maybe we should talk about the, the Ozymandias scenes now actually because cause I've got some theories of I think I think you you asked me last week, Jack, yes. how I think it's going to link into things, and I think now I've got an idea, vague understanding of how that might happen, and I think you do too, the way you're nodding it. Yeah, I do. Uh, so should we talk about them scenes and talk about our respective theories? Okay, let's do it. So Ozzy, I mean, it, it, we get more another piece of the puzzle that is the Ozymandias jigsaw here. One scene where he's in like a lake at night and he's like fishing out what seem to be very, very prematurely born babies. Yeah. And then he's like tossing some out and tossing others out. And like these are breathing humans, they look like anyway. And then he takes one or two to um, what, this like pod he's got in this room and he puts them in there and you correctly predicted they become, he flicks a switch, listens to music and they become Mrs. Crookshanks and Mr. Phillips. Grown up. It's a like Crookshanks and Phillips oven. So Crookshanks and Philip cook up oven. Yeah, it's like a microwave. Like he gets a little baby, puts them in, and then you get two grown ups. Yeah, and then and then they can't talk for a few hours, but they can understand. And he starts telling them about that there are there are fault in a flawless system, and that he didn't design them um, this way or whatever. So they're obviously an experiment gone wrong. And he mentions that he's a prisoner. And he mentions that he's a prisoner, and he thought that it was once a paradise, this land that he is in. Um, and then he starts catapulting the bodies of the previous Phillips and Crookshanks that he seems to have butchered the night before. Yeah, he went on a mad killing, killing spree. Because he's obviously going mad being trapped in this prison. In this, yeah, living things out day in, day out. In this same. hell. Hell that's been created by someone. And then he starts catapulting in this massive, I guess it's a giant catapult that he's created. He's, yeah, he's just he's made a giant catapult. He shoots the old <laughs> Crookshanks and Phillips and then they just disappear. They disappear into the, sky. into the sky. It's great. It's like a glitch in the Matrix. It's crazy. It's like they're leaving to go to another dimension. Yeah, something is up here. So, okay, you were looking at me before. Like, have a theory. Go on. You tell me yours. Well, I kind of have a theory. My, but it ties into what we've seen. What we see in another scene in the oh, episode. Yeah. Gone. So, as Let's you were it. saying, 
in Lady True's tower, there is a statue to him. And in amongst all those scenes, which we'll go into more, but there's one scene where we see the daughter and she's having a dream. Yeah. And she's on like a drip. Yeah. And, <laughs> but she says that her feet are still hurting from being in that dream. Mm. So there's something weird going on. Like she's been put in this weird state. And I think that we also learn that Lady True owns what Ozymandias's, his company. Yeah. She owns Ozymandias's company, which, and she got it straight after he went missing. Yeah. So, and now he's been, uh, well, you know, he's been missing. Dead. He's presumed dead for four years or something. I think it said, and number watch and (laughs) (laughs) and so i think that maybe she's put him in this like dream state coma thing Mm. that she's trying on her daughter or something weird there Mm. and that she's got ozzy mandis in that so she could buy his company and do something crazy with it and he's trying to escape that so do you think there's an ozzy mandius lying around that tower somewhere in that state yeah, I think well, I do as well. In some weird comatose state, yeah, he he's there and he's trying to find a way out of this dream world mm. that's been created for him by Lady True, and that's the, also the reason that she has an old Ozymandias statue. Mm-hmm. It's because she knows what he looks like. Yeah, as an exactly. Old person. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that similar to your? That's theory? exactly. So I got written down. Uh, <laughs> are those dreams something that Ozymandias is experiencing? Is he lying in a bed somewhere there? She, he seems to have been a willing participant to be wherever he is now because he says it started out as a paradise uh, and now it's a prison. So, yeah, she obviously lured him under false pretenses. Yeah. Whatever the hell happened. But, I mean, let's talk about Lady True and what she's building. So, Lady True's daughter, when Angela and uh, Laurie go to the, the towers, uh, her daughter says that they're building, that she corrects Laurie. Laurie says, you're building the eighth wonder of the world. She says, no, we're building the first of the new one. So it's almost like they want to like reset the clock and do it all again. Now, why they want to do that, I'm not really sure. Why it's all happening in Tulsa, I don't really know. You'd like to think that they may want to wipe the state clean because there's like so much racism and awful shit going on in the world or whatever, which, which makes sense to this show. But... I'm not really sure. It can't be for good. It can't be for good what they're doing. They're obviously just trying to do something that's going to wipe out a lot of people. Yeah, I think, again, it'll be like Ozzy, like she thinks she's doing good, but actually it's going to be, you know, another disaster and it's going to lead to the same problems that have come around again. Yeah. She says to Will, who is there, "Um, I'm like you, or Will says you're like me. So do you think she's got powers? I don't think she's got powers. I'm not sure if he has powers. Do you not think? No. I think... Okay, then who's strung up uh, Judd? <laughs> I, I think he did. But I think he's just like a strong man. Right. You know, he's Do not... you think he could walk the whole time? Definitely. Okay. I think he's putting it on. He's putting on being an old man to get... In his hundreds. Ad, as almost, I think he is in his hundreds. Yeah, yeah, yeah he is. But he's, 103 he, or something. He's doing it to lure in Angela. Mm-hmm. You know, he put. We only really see him as that in front of her, mm. and as this kind of maybe he wanted to suss her out before getting her involved. Why he got her involved, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but he's somehow working. He's something important. Mm. He's definitely, you know, the fact that he came with a watch over this boy thing and stuff like that in the beginning. Like, there's something up with him 
that maybe he is, you know, he's got, he is kind of like Superman-y mm-hmm. in some way. Maybe he is super, like super strong or something, but I don't think he's, it's not quite, I don't think she's quite on that lead. Okay. Maybe. Maybe she's super clever like Ozymandias. Ozymandias. We were led to believe, we were tricked into thinking that his friends in high places was Dr. Manhattan, weren't we? But it's not. It's, it's absolutely lady true because we know now that, I mean, the reason why they're there is they tracked down that machine that took his car away and then dropped, well, sorry, Angela's car that he was in and then dropped it in front of Laurie last week. It was, it was a machine owned and designed by True and there's six of them, right? Six of them. There's six of them in existence. And we see them at the end. They're like carrying parts up to the clock to complete the uh, construction. Which also ruins what we were talking about last week when it disappears at the, the end of the episode and she looks up and Laurie looks up and thinks it's Dr. Manhattan looking over yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Dr. Manhattan really isn't looking over all this. No. Doesn't give a fuck. No. So why would Laurie be laughing? Just, I don't, because, because we should say as well, we um, Angela happens upon Laurie who was laughing at the end of last week's episode. Yes. Um, and she, uh, I mean, they have their own thing in this episode, which we'll get on to. I, I just <laughs> love them. They're so good. And she's obviously in her Sister Night outfit the whole time, which yeah. is which is great. But yeah, Laurie laughing at the end of last week, but now we know that wasn't Dr. Manhattan. What do you reckon that's about? It was just laughing at the silliness of it all. I think she was laughing at the... Cause she seems like the kind of woman who does laugh things off. She yeah. doesn't take any shit. And she's so unfazed. <laughs> she finds the world quite funny. Yeah. So maybe she did think that it was a sign of something. Mm. You know, she has just been trying to talk to Dr. Manhattan. She sees it disappear into the sky. Maybe initially she does think it's him, mm. but now it's not. Mm. And she can kind of see that it's not. And they're trying to find out who was operating those, don't, uh, aren't they? That's what they want, a list of the names. Yeah. Do you reckon that's going to lead any, to any discoveries? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Do I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Much of a looking glass is behind it or something. <laughs> yeah. Looking glass is, has one scene in this episode and he's, he's slowly like cementing himself as one of my, I just really like him. I think I just liked him, Blake Nelson. <laughs> but he's just, a, he seems like a really sturdy kind of guy. But I was shocked at how Angela was so quite just like boom did you know he was a racist mm. about Chad? and he says he's a white man in oklahoma <laughs> yeah which doesn't give citizens of oklahoma if there's any of you listening a good name sorry um, oklahoma sorry oklahoma but we <laughs> a moment for oklahoma <laughs> unless you're racist in which case no no moment for you. no moment for you but she gives him the kkk outfit to look after doesn't she so laurie doesn't happen upon it she's still keeping that card close to her chest yes because Angela just is getting absolutely owned by Laurie at every turn. Well, almost every almost turn. every turn. When but they then they finally go into their meeting with Lady True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but before that, when they when when she find yeah, before, let's do the lead up. So they get in there. We'll talk about Lubman in a bit. But before that, we find out that she's taken up residency in Judd's office. Yes, which has already pissed Angela off. <laughs> then she tells Angela that she she did car for fingerprints and found this mysterious set which she found out to be a guy named will reeves do you know him no i don't now later on cow she goes to visit cow doesn't she who is yes. yaya abdul mateen the second we're just gonna call him yaya aren't we yeah yeah who for a minute i thought absolutely dobbed angela in yeah so did i did you yeah because he he claims that he told her everything and mentioned that she said my grandfather killed our friend because if when Laurie finds that out, it's going to be quite. And she's withholding a lot of information from the police here. Yeah, she is for now. Yeah, but she's got. She's kind of right to. She doesn't know who's good and who's bad. I mean, she equally doesn't know if Laurie 
is working with Judd, you know, on that side or not. Do you reckon that's a chance? That's an out, that's a, that's a pure out there theory you just hit Yeah, me no, with. I don't, I don't really think that. But she can't, she still can't really trust anyone. I think she only no. really trusts Looking Glass. Yeah, I be, hope that doesn't blow up in her face. No, I hope it doesn't either. But he, he's the, the only one, really. He says he's a white man in Oklahoma. Do you think he is a racist as well? What, because Looking Glass cause... is a white man in Oklahoma? Yeah. Ah, maybe. I hope not. But I just really hope that doesn't blow up in our face because if it, if it does, the clue is there the whole time. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Maybe she's trying. Maybe she knows she's trying to frame him. The KKK outfit is in his, in his weird little home pod. <laughs> in He's got home a home pod. pod. In his weird shed. Yeah. I don't think so. I, I think he... I hope he's a good guy. He seemed, I hope so too. They haven't really put in any hints that he's not a good no, guy. No, no. And I feel like there was always that with Judd. Mm. You know, every scene he was... Throughout that first episode. You know, we came away from the first episode being like, he's probably going to be a bad guy. Second episode, he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. The twist here would be, it was planted. <laughs> yeah. And he was, he is a good guy the whole time. That would be a crazy twist. I just don't think it's going to happen. I can't see it happening. But it does... I don't know what it would serve. I don't know what it is. Uh, that stuff is also feeling smaller and smaller every episode. Yeah. You know, we had Laurie bringing in this whole new side of things and now there's Lady True. I mean. <laughs> who's suddenly bringing in this huge clock thing. We've come a long way in four episodes. <laughs> yeah. Like things are moving along so quickly. Yeah. We're getting introduced to new char- a new character basically every episode, like mm. a new major character. The only one that didn't happen was episode two. Episode two, yeah. But that kind of continued thing. I think you kind of need that second episode as well to kind of ingratiate yourself, get get comfy and then boom, let's, let's throw it open a bit. Yeah. I can't see them introducing too many new major new, characters. I, I agree. I agree. I feel like a lot of pieces are in place now. Well, especially now Will's returned. Yeah. Um, and linked into the um, Lady True stuff in a massive way. Yeah. And even as we were saying, you know, maybe Aussie linked in there as well. I think that has definitely made the Aussie stuff seem more, um, I can see now how they're going to weave it in a bit easier. Yeah. Because last week I was, you could tell I was a bit flummoxed. <laughs> I just was like, I don't even, I can't even theorize. And this week we're boom, we're all about the Adrian theories. Let's talk about um, Angela's heritage because we find out, we get some names and stuff about that. She goes to the uh, heritage place that she went to the other week. She breaks in, doesn't she? And she gets a little acorn and she plants it in the ancestry. <laughs> Very clever. So many tree puns over here. So many tree puns going on. Uh, we find out that her father was called Marcus Abar and her grandparents uh, were Will and June. And her great-grandparents were Obi Williams, who was born in 1891 and enlisted in the US Army. Now, this is the guy we would have seen in the beginning of episode two. Very briefly, um, fighting the Germans in the war. And her great-grandmother was called Ruth Robertson, who was born and raised in Tulsa, childhood sweetheart of Obie's. He came home from the war, and then they died in the riots. So that doesn't really tell us much apart from Angela's heritage. She even says to the face of young Will, who we see in the very first scene, um, leave me the fuck alone. Uh... She's kind of happy no, not knowing about her past. But Will, as he mentions in the final scene here, he wants her to find out. He just wants her to kind of catch up in her own time. Yeah. Don't know why, though. This just is, tell her! <laughs> yeah, just tell her. I mean, we don't know what happened to her parents now, do we? We know they died. And we know they died when she was 11. Yeah, we'd already sussed we out sussed hints that, didn't we? that she was potentially an orphan because of the way she'd spoken to her children. To Topher, yeah. 
And now we have confirmation that yes, she is an orphan. In fact, in that scene in the car of Laurie and and sorry, Pity Percy, she we learn quite a few things about them. We learn that, and we also learn. I mean, we knew it because we've read the comics. But for those who don't, you find out about Laurie's uh, history and about how her father was a comedian, and her mother was Silk Spectre, and her father raped her mother. Yeah. Um, but she gets in a in a twist. She gets Percy to recount that because <laughs> she he's the uh, the obsessive. Yeah, it's interesting that the general public don't know that. Angela's shocked, isn't she? Yeah. That she used to like don a don a outfit and fight crime. Yeah. You'd think they would be bigger. Cause she says, oh, like from the TV show. Yeah. About Silk Spectre. The American like, horror hero story. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what? No. Mm. Like from the comic book, you idiot. Yeah. But And then he makes a joke about the TV show being completely inaccurate as well. Yeah. Like American Crime Story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. You could you could show. surmise. <laughs> yeah. Oh, another th- just an interesting point on yes. American Hero Story. Yes. The bit that we saw filmed about Hooded Justice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone pointed out on one of the Reddit forums that that is like a direct take, directly taken from Under the Hood, the Night Owl. Book. Oh, the so, Night Owl book. Yeah, so there is an actual thing in the Night Owl book, which right. is exactly that scene, basically. Right, I mean, right, it's right. like, you know, made highly uh, stylized for TV, but it is pretty much like scene for scene what happened. Interesting. So like American Hero Story. is taking its influence from Hollis Mason's book. Yeah, it seems so. Interesting. It's very good. We um, should have written this show, mate. Pardon? We should have written this show with Damon. With Damon, if you're listening. <laughs> Damon is not listening, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Damon's got his own podcast now. I know. He doesn't need us. We are not an official Watchmen podcast. No. But you know that by now. <laughs> HBO decides to just do one with Damon. With Damon. But Hark's back to the days we did one for... Uh, Lost. Uh, didn't do one for Leftovers, sadly. He's only doing three episodes of Watchmen. Oh, really? Yeah. With, what's his name from Chernobyl? Chris. Craig Mazin. Craig Mazin. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a pretty good team up. Jack and Jacob, though. I know. We got, we got, we got a couple. today we have, we have a little doggy with us, don't we? We have Peggy. We do. Peggy the dog. Peggy is lying here, lying, cuddling, getting very comfy. Sleeping. Very, she's sleepy. We've sent her to sleep. God, hope we don't send all our listeners off like this. <laughs> yeah. I love the scene where Angela and Laurie speak to Lady True and then in Vietnamese, Lady True says sends a message <laughs> via uh, Will to Angela about the pills that were in the glove box in the car. <laughs> and Angela's response is, yeah, there's a phrase I know as well. And, it, and it's something like, tell the fucker he can come and speak to me. Or himself, yeah. yeah. It's really funny, really funny scene. It is. This is the scene I kind of wanted to touch on earlier when... Yes, yes, sorry. I made us go back. Distracted. Because uh, <laughs> Laurie also does a few flexes over Angela as well. Like the mm-hmm. two of them are very at odds with each other. Like Laurie mentions the Vietnamese thing. Yes. Which she's not supposed to because that's like an identifier. And then Sister Knight does this thing in Vietnamese as well, where mm. they're obviously talking to each other. I think Laurie kind of knows. Yeah, probably. Because she butts in pretty quickly as yeah. well. Yeah, They're both trying to get one up on each other, trying to get the upper hand, trying they to find out something are. that the other one doesn't. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's fun to watch, yeah. It's really flexes. good. But they are doing, they, you know, they're fighting for the same thing. Yeah. It's what we spoke about last week. Like, they're both fighting for good and for justice and things, but they just don't want to, 
they don't quite trust each other yet. Mm-hmm. So I think there will be, as there is in all these things, aka TV shows, there's always that <laughs> moment when a character sees the other character doing something and then they're like, oh, I trust you now. Yeah, I think that is coming for them too, especially now Lady True. I mean, I think she's a villain. And I think Laurie and Andrew are going to have to team up to kind of stop whatever's going on. And I think Andrew's a bit shell-shocked that she's suddenly been like thrust into the middle of what is going to be a huge thing that is happening, a.k.a. The, the what we assume is a doomsday clock, which we know is happening in three days. And Will is at the heart of this. Yeah. So if Will's at the heart of it, Angela too is at the heart of it. And Will is very worried about what Angela and her family are going to think of him. It would have been easier for Will not to let him make his presence known in Angela's life. Yeah. I do wonder what's going on here. I don't think this show's quite as clear cut as Heroes and Villains, though. No? I just, I can't see Lady True being like a villain without without that kind of like Aussie spin to it where maybe she's trying to do something do good. Do something good. I think It just comes back to the past repeating itself, doesn't it? Yeah, but it's hard because even the police in some scenes are made out not to be good guys. Mm. You know, we can't look back at episode one and when Sister Knight beats up the Rorschach guy. Yeah. It's, it's kind of fair enough because he's a racist or at least we think he is. But then is that the way policemen should be conducting themselves even if they know that they're going against someone who's that evil? You know, is that argument... It's the same if we look at modern America and people arguing like, should people who are protesting be using violence against Mm. even someone as horrible as Trump? Should people be using violence? Here in the UK, like with Brexit and stuff, should people be using violence on the streets? And the answer is kind of like, whenever I at least see people using funds. I know that it gets something done quickly, but it's also like you kind of want to be the better person and not doing that. And so when someone like even Sister Knight uses violence in that way, it's like, oh, I want you to be the better person, not have to do It's like putting on that mask kind of allows you to just to to feel like it's something you can do and get away with, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think this is the point it's trying to make about the police as well. Mm. You know, they, when they went into Nixonville in episode two yeah. and were violent, it was like, you don't, it was hard to watch because yeah. you're like, you don't want the police being, using that violence. In, and later we see them doing that again when like the pods and stuff, the only person who's not really using violence is Looking, looking Glass. because he can judge the bias <laughs> via yeah, his somehow. pod and his mask, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's uh, You've got to draw the line. You've got to draw a line between good and bad. It's right what you say. It isn't as simple as that. Every, mm. they, the lines are blurred. And I wouldn't expect them not to be in this show. Um, but, yeah, I personally think in real life violence is not the key. But in TV shows, just go for it. <laughs> I saw Joker finally. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? There was a big discussion around this film. But it's a film, personally. Yeah. But then again, me and you are people who are going to watch a film and think, oh, yeah, like, that, let's do that. No, I don't think anyone is, though. And I, think I honestly don't think that either, yeah. I think people who say that a TV show or a film is going to cause violence are looking down on other people. Like, I'm too clever for you for, the, for this. Like, it's not going to affect me and make me violent, but it will make someone stupid do that. Yeah. And it's like, that's and not violent films have been, have been made for, for decades now. Yeah. <laughs> like, decades yeah. and decades. This is like going back to the, like, in Hollywood, with the, there used to be, like, the code, yeah. where people would have to apply to certain rules and you weren't allowed to show, like, Tommy guns and things like that because mm. it might inspire violence. It was like, 
that's not what happened. Like the thing, the reason someone will go on like a shooting spree or something is because they're fucked in the head yeah. anyway. Yeah. Not because they watched Joker. Yeah. Or watched Watchmen or something yeah. like that. It's yeah. like, it, it just, it baffles me that argument. I just don't think, it's like when people did stuff and they were listening to Marilyn Manson. It was like Ma- Marilyn Manson caused them to do that. It's like, yeah. no, he didn't. It's like the, uh, it's like Charles Manson being inspired by the white album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, which he was, but he claimed that the white, that the Beatles were sending him a message. And it's like, no, no, the Beatles weren't sending him a message. No, he's just fucked in the head. He just, 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 yeah, I don't know. It's almost like an arrogance, isn't it? Yeah. Other things, other things, other things. Calvin, yeah, yeah. Uh, his view on the afterlife. Very blunt. Let's <laughs> put it that way. To his kids as well. I can imagine that was probably, because Damon, I think, is a very spiritual guy, from what I know. And I can imagine his, he always claims that he, well, he claims, why would he claim this? If it's not true. He always goes on about how his dad and him had a very, very, very bad relationship. A lot of what he writes is a response to that. I can just imagine his dad kind of saying that stuff to him and it not really sitting right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, look at the leftovers. I mean, and you do have a life beyond. You do. There's this very weird world. Oh, which, do you? <laughs> well, we won't go into it because it's it, that's it's big spoiler going into that. But there is hints of that as you continue to watch the show. Mm. And so, yeah, it doesn't. That doesn't feel like that's Damon trying to say anything. No, 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 no. That no. feels like almost the opposite. Yeah, absolutely. Like, this isn't the right thing, especially because Angela's reaction to that. She's just like. Should you have said that? And we also learned that Calvin and Angela met in Vietnam, but Calvin had a big accident, she mentions. Yeah. So I'm not really sure what happened there. Another little mystery. Another little mystery. Sprinkle in. Yeah, I'm sure we'll find that out soon. Mm. Um, but I'm really intrigued by it. And he seems like a, he's a very good presence in Angela's life. And he's very, so far, free of the drama. Yeah, he's kind of just outside of it always. isn't he's he? He's always indoors. Apart from the first episode, he was outside the house. He was also yeah. outside at the funeral. Oh, yeah. He was always outside, always outside <laughs> the funeral. Sorry. Uh, Angela and him have very good sex. They have good closet sex. Good closet they sex. They have a closet for sex. Lube guy. <laughs> nice little oh, we segue. about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in probably the best scene in the episode, <laughs> Angela in Sister Night costume sees what is a guy from head to toe in spandex or a girl, but I'm assuming it's a guy looking over at her and she's like, what the fuck? And we're like, what the fuck? I think I, you literally said it before she said it. Yeah. I like how Angela just goes, whenever I think, whenever I say out loud, what the fuck? She's just like, what the fuck? It, it comes. Like, yeah. I'm glad there's a character just <laughs> living my brain. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I always wanted that character in Lost because it was network television. They just couldn't. <laughs> and we have one in Angela, which is brilliant. Um, and 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 Kevin in uh, Justin Theroux's character in Leftovers is very much like that as well, actually. Yeah. But Angela takes flight, runs after him, thinks she's going to catch him, and she's about to catch him. But then he kind of takes <laughs> off his gear. He's got like a little belt thing full of stuff, which includes lube. <laughs> a lot of lube. And he picks up, sprays himself with it, and then boo. <laughs> slides to the ground and goes down a, into a sewer. God, I fucking love this scene. It's a great scene. That was so funny. I would actually love it if episode nine rolls around, which is the finale, and we just still don't know anything about him. And it was just like <laughs> standalone scene where we're like, what? Uh, great, great scene. So I guess, what can we tell from this? Is he with the Rorschachs? 
I have a weird feeling. <laughs> this is outrageous, by the way. Go on. That it might be Percy. You think that's Percy? Or Pete, you know Pete, yeah, who yeah, we call yeah. Percy. I don't know. Seems to match his build. Or maybe it's a senator. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, maybe it's Percy doing, like, undercover work. Undercover work. Yeah, it's just something. It's going to be someone we know, I think. Oh, I would. I really like the idea of it being him. <laughs> it's I, just a frame. The build is similar, I you know? I think that's a really good shout. <laughs> wow, yeah. It would be funny, wouldn't it? Yeah, because so, it's not Yaya. No, he's, he's, he's too bulked. He's too big yeah. for that. Mm, looking yeah. glass? No, it can't be. No, looking glass wouldn't do that. And he's not as fast as that, I'm sorry. <laughs> and this guy was tall. Looking glass is small, we've worked out, haven't yeah. we? Yeah, so, he is, because he's about the same height as Regina. Who's well, I mean, Tim Blake Nelson's Tim same Blake height Nelson, as Regina. Yeah. Regina is small, because you've met her, and she was... Your, I, what, I got a little photo. I'm six foot. I got a photo with her. sent it to you, and you were like, whoa, she's tiny. She is small. Yeah, she's small. I forget how small actors are. Some are, aren't they? I remember when I met Jessica Chastain. Tiny. Yeah. Tiny. Name drop. Name drop. <laughs> um, I really love this episode and enjoy talking about it a lot. Yeah. I mean, there are a couple of themes going through it. The eggs. There are a lot of the eggs and also... Um, and babies. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the baby is what I was thinking of as well. And legacy, which we could just co- co-join the egg and legacy and call it legacy. Nice. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, Thank I don't... <laughs> I mean, the we've seen the eggs before as well in the very first episode. Mm-hmm. And I think we see eggs again later on in this episode, I don't know, when they're cooking it. I mean, I know she's meant to be owning a bakery, so it makes sense to be making cakes and stuff. There are eggs down in in, in her back. Hanoi, yeah. And, yeah. And then her and Yaya in the kitchen before the afterlife chat. There's some egg edge going on there as well. Yeah. And the whole beginning of the episode, the logo is egg yolk. Yeah. So, yeah. A lot of eggs God, going on. Do you reckon on. there's clues there that we haven't noticed, like in I, those openings? I do want to know what the eggs mean. Yeah. Is it... They're, they're alien hatching a plan. Yeah, very good. They're what came first, chicken or the? I don't know. Oh, we should talk about li- 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 look very quickly. Looking glasses analyzing the squid. Yeah, he is the squid fall from a few weeks ago, and they seem to have come from another dimension. He mentions, mm. and that they were born and died within thirty seconds. Yeah. Born to die. Born to die. All they know is death or something. Which is dark. So it that could have something dark. to do with the, you know, when he catapults the bodies and they escape into another dimension. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> at, a, at a loss. At a loss. Um, I'm excited for next week's episode because we're halfway through. We are halfway through. Which I'll is outrageous. It is outrageous. I mean, from our predictions from last week, we still haven't seen any more American Hero story. No, we haven't, sadly. Also, our prediction last week, we'll see more of the Game Warden. Incorrect. Incorrect. Did not see more of the Game Warden. We didn't see any more of that at all. Do you have any predictions on who Will Reeves is? Jeez. Who he is? Yeah, who is he? What, is he Dr. Manhattan? Well, He says that in the first week. Lots of people are predicting that maybe he's something to do with something along the lines... Just like some, maybe something we've seen before. Maybe he's Lube Man. That would be outrageous. That would be outrageous. I don't know. I think Will Reeves is Will Reeves. Yeah. He's just very, very uh, important to the history of Tulsa. Mm. Oh, so so remember he found the baby. I think the baby has something definitely to do with Regina. I mean, we predicted before, or at least we theorized that perhaps the baby is 
Regina's grandmother. Mm. And we see... Oh, yeah, and then they grew up and, yeah. Maybe they grew up together and fell in love and things like that. Mm. So that would be June. Which Her name's would, June. Which would still make sense. Yeah. yeah. In some ways. I do wonder... I do think there's going to be something with her parents. Like, you can't just have Will Reeves' potential no. Superman-type right. person who is... And then his children be in an accident. Or at least, you know, one of his ch- children be in an accident in Vietnam. Mm. Who knows? It's going to be... There's going to be a big discovery to come there. So in the comics, yes. just thinking back, I've just got the image. You know when you see the huge Dr. Manhattan yeah. in Viet Cong? Yeah. And he helps win the Vietnam War, doesn't yes, he? Yes, he does, yeah. Here's a theory for you. I think that somehow is going to tie in to Will Reeves and what's going on with Lady True. Or if you're going to get a giant Will Reeves? No, I think... <laughs> a I giant think, Louis Gossett Jr. Yeah, walking, around. Yeah, walking around. Didn't expect to see that in 2019. I think... Dr. Manhattan, or at least what happened over there in Vietnam, because we also, the comedian's out there as well, and yeah. there are some like wild scenes with him, kind he, of with the locals and he stuff. kills very innocents. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely going to be something along the lines of the Reeveses mm. maybe out there. Something happened to do with Dr. Manhattan or uh, the comedian or someone, and then that ties into where we are now because maybe his children died out there or something, mm. leaving Angela as a orphan. orphan. And so now whatever's happening with this clock thing, because it doesn't feel just like a clock. If, I mean, we saw the antenna stuff from last week that they're supposed to be sending out stuff to Dr. Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's something going on there. Maybe it's him. something to do with dimensions. Maybe dimensions. Portals and stuff, which didn't expect it to go the quite there, but I don't know. I don't know. I kind of, I think What with the squid and what with the catapulting bodies, it's a few hints here. Yeah. There's some interdimensional things going on. What does she say to... Uh, um, <gasps> Unless all the crookshanks being fired into the air are actually turning into squids whenever they get fired across. That's quite funny. Do you ever think of that? But there's a lot of squidage. Isn't there? Yeah, and so maybe he's just been firing them off for ages. There's a lot, a lot of squidage. Things. And then that would tie into Aussie bringing squids down to into Earth again. That's true. Oh, there you go. There's, There's a lot of talks of thermodynamic miracles as well. Yes. From Laurie and Angela. I mean, Laurie says it and then Angela kind of pokes fun at it later. Yeah. Thermodynamic miracles. No idea. No idea what that's hinting at, do you? No. <laughs> What's your massive prediction for next week? I like them. Oh, I don't know. Any thoughts on, on who we're... Any revelations that we're going to be dished? Oh, it's really hard. Because every episode we've predicted something and then basically just hasn't happened. It's I know. something else. All right, shall I have a go? Go on, you have a go. I reckon we're going to... We're going to get another huge flashback. This one involving Lady True and Adrian Vate. Oh. Yeah. I think we're going to see Adrian Vate outside of those scenes for the first time in flashback. Okay. Interesting. I think we might get a little hint of... Because Will Reeve said three days. Three days. Which I... 
finale is probably going to be the third of those days. I don't think it will be. No? I think this is going to happen way sooner. Really? Yeah, I think we'd... I don't think they would make the time that small okay. without it coming sooner because already we've seen quite a few days pass on the show at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we're, I think that's maybe not next episode, but I think it, next episode will end leading into that. Okay. And so I think episode six, suddenly something will happen. And okay. That will be the beginning of the end in some ways. But I don't know. I, th- I think you're on the right lines with Lady True. I think there's... We're going to learn something there, for mm-hmm. sure. I think there'll be more hints about her daughter in the dream world. Yes. I'm not sure we'll see Adrian maybe outside Lady, of it. Maybe Lady True's daughter will show up in Adrian Vate's weird old yeah, maybe. world. I don't know. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? And that would be like a, a, a con- conclusive evidence of there being a link. There's also Angela's kid, who is a low-key, been in quite a Topher. few scenes. Yeah, 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 In quite a few scenes, even in this one about her being scared. I wonder if there's something more going on there. Mm-hmm. They don't really seem like it though. They no. just seem like nice family scenes. They are, yeah. I mean, there'll be a link in because of whatever Reeves, Will Reeves is planning. Also, one other last thing that I seem to have noticed and I could be wrong, but it's happened a few times, maybe not every clock, but the second hand is always on the, between the 10 and the 12, mm. which I don't know. Maybe that's something, maybe it's not. Maybe it's just the clock ticking down. I mean, there are TikTok, lots and TikTok. lots of clocks. And then the last song is an Irma Thomas song called Time. Actually, this is reminding me what I think is going to... I think we're going to learn more about 7th Cavalry's plans. Oh, okay, cool. Because we haven't had any more of that for quite a while. Yeah. It was built up in the first episode with them taking out lithium batteries and things. Mm. We haven't really heard anything since. I feel like this might be time. Time to find out more of the 7Ks racist... Motives. This might be the time. Do you like that? Time. Very good. Very good. So, there you go. Jack. Yes. Where can people find us? People find us at Watchmen Boys. Where can they find you? Jacob underscore star when you're at Jack J Shepherd. And if you want to listen to our other podcast, The Lost Boys, uh, follow us at Twitter on Lost Boys Pod. And we're on iTunes. We're on Spotify and all of that malarkey. We so, are. please do follow along. We're, we're, we have actually picked that up again. So we are doing all the podcasts. Um, so from me, Jacob, Peggy, the doggy here, and me, Jack, we say thank you for listening. This has been Watching Watchmen, a Lost Boys podcast. <laughs>